of Jared Orchard, and today we are going to learn the Aftorah of Parshat Ve'et Hanan on page 1225. From today, 1225 in this book. From today until Rosh Hashanah, we have seven Saturdays. Seven, seven Shabbos. And every Shabbos, there is another Aftorah of comforting the Jewish people. At Tishabov, there is the destruction of the temple. Now the job of God is to comfort the Jewish people. He sends the prophet to comfort the Jewish people. And every and every Aftorah is upgrading the level of comforting more and more and more, all the way to Rosh Hashanah. That we walk into Rosh Hashanah from a sense of strong comfort, from condones, giving us strength and blessing and saying how great the Jewish people are. It's called Shiva Denechemte, the seven of comforting. We had three before, from three weeks before Tisha B'Av was three harsh prophecies who were predicting the, the, the destruction if the Jews will not do what God wants. Now the destruction is over. Now the job of the prophets and the Jewish people is to find comfort and to comfort each other and comfort the Jewish people. This Shabbos has also a name. Like we spoke <coughs> last week, Shabbat Nachamu, named after the Shabbos of the after, name of the after, Nachamu, Nachamu, Amin. What is Nachamu means? Comfort. Nachamu, Nachamu, Amin. Comfort, comfort, my people. Very powerful word. And in Hebrew, it's very, very powerful. Not just powerful. Now, there, there is a medrash that says something very interesting. That God said many prophets to comfort the Jewish people. And the medrash goes on. God said the, the prophet Micah. And he quotes what Micah said, a nice word about the Jewish people. And the Jewish people, so to speak, answer him. But last time, and there is another prophecy from you where you admonish us. So which one should we believe you? The one you did manage us? Or the one that you will, that you will give us a compliment? Then he said, another prophet, Amos. Amos, and we quote, the Medrash quotes a nice line that Amos is saying. And the Jewish people, so to speak, tell him, Amos, but you said also the other thing. Which one should we believe you? To this or to this? And it goes on a list of ten prophets. Finally, God tells Isaiah, let's go to Nachamu, Nachamu, Imi. Ami. Ami literally means comfort my people. But if you take the word Ami and you put under the Ayn a different dot, a chirik, instead, instead of a patach, instead of Ami, it's Imi. What the meaning Imi means? With me. Nachamu, Nachamu, Imi. Come, it tells the prophets, come with me. We will comfort the Jewish people. Not you on your own. I will come with you to comfort the Jewish people. Will we see a similar thing in the Torah? That God says, don't go, come with me. Moses. Where? To, to Pharaoh. Very good, where? Yes, yes, Very yes. Well. In Bo. Bo. God tells Moses, boil Paro. The to commentary says, it's not written Lech el Paro, go to Pharaoh. It's written Bo. Bo means come. Come to Pharaoh. Come with me to Pharaoh. Same thing here is here. The, the God tells the prophet, 
And also, Nachamu is plural. Nachem means you give comfort. Nachamu means we will comfort. Many will comfort. He tells all the prophets, come with me and we'll comfort the Jewish people. Together we will comfort the Jewish people. This idea that Ami becomes Imi is also in the Torah. There is written in the Torah, in Parshas Mishpotim, I think, Im kesef talve et Ami. If you will lend money to my people. There is a verse. And the Medrash says, I heard it from the Rebbe many times, Im kesef talve, if you lend money to another Jew, at Imi, you are with me, not Ami, but Imi, the same changing of, of the vows. You are with me. Here again, the prophet tells God, the God tells the prophet, come with me. Together we'll, 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 we'll comfort the Jewish people. And that's what he says. Read the first line at least. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Bid Jerusalem take heart and proclaim to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned. For she has received from God's hand double for all her sins. Okay, that's a piety. In Hebrew, these words are so much more powerful. Dabu alev Yerushalayim. Speak on the heart of Jerusalem. Who is Jerusalem? Jerusalem is a city. The city has a heart. Then there is an old saying about the cotton, the western wall. There is people with a heart from stone, and there is stone with a heart of people. Go to the cotton, you cry, God listens to your prayers, the wall takes you tears. The Bua Lev Yerushalayim, obviously, it's not just a place, it's a geographic place. Who is Yerushalayim? Who is Jerusalem? Jewish people. The Jewish people. In every one of us, there is a Zion and a Jerusalem. It's the heart of the Jew, the soul of the Jewish people. Yerushalayim is, is a combination of two words. Yira Shalem, a complete fear of God. Means to say, Jewish people who have this fear and the awe of God. Speak in the heart of Jerusalem. Speak in the heart of the Jewish people who are exiled from Jerusalem. Comfort them. The Jewish people are now exiled. They're in, in, in exile. They're in Babylon. They're in, uh, in Rome. They're in New Zealand. They're in Solon, Ohio. They're in exile. God tells the prophet, speak to the heart of Jerusalem. What do you tell them? I just have and, a question. When was, this, when was this prophecy? How long after the destruction was this prophecy? This prophecy was spread by Isaiah. Isaiah was how long before the, before the destruction? About 100 Forty years. Under the before the destruction, depends on which yeah, accounting. He has fifty years. years fifty years before, before the, <laughs> the destruction. He was for sure before the destruction of the temple. So, he ended to the, his prophecy before the destruction of the first, first temple. temple. Yeah. So it's he, in between. But, I, but no, it was before the destruction. Before the destruction of the first of the temple. First temple. It was in the time of Hiskiyahu. Now it was. It's a prophecy. Prophecy is for the future. He, in the beginning, he predicted the destruction. But more than that, he, he propelled the word of comfort that the Jewish people will need. Isaiah came before Jeremiah. Jeremiah uh, okay. uh, I mean, predicting the destruction. Isaiah predicted the redemption, return. the comfort, the return, right? And what is really happening here? 
Let's learn a concept. Magdim refuah lemakam. God brings the the cure. It's very important. The remedy before the punishment. Judaism believes then if there is if there is a sickness, there is a cure for it. It's a matter of finding the cure. God doesn't create a sickness before he creates the cure on the remedy. Just we need to be lucky enough to find it. God created repentance before sin, right? Very good. Yeah. Every, the same thing he sent Isaiah before Jeremiah. That this of Torah is speaking about the future. Not about that they even Jeremiah. That's why the prophet was so hard to understand what he's talking about. Can you imagine you have a, a prophecy like this 50 years or, or who knows how much before the destruction of the first time? Look at them like, from where are you falling off? Even that, then already then, in the time of Hezekiah, Jerusalem was a small place and was not much to be excited about. But still the temple was not destroyed. What is he saying in the prophecy? That if Jerusalem, the Jewish people already paid off the suffering for she has received from God a double and the, a double for all her sins. She got a double portion, much more. Maybe much more because it was sometimes in a small time. God, for example, predicted that the Jewish people be 400 years in exile, right? He told Abraham, your children will be 400 years in exile. Along the world, in reality. And one of the explanations, they suffered in 210, what can be in 400? Double. That doubled up and made it in 200 years instead of 400 years. The same thing is here. He says he got a double portion and you don't. And because we got, he got double of suffering, we are being comforted in a double language. Nachamu, nachamu, twice. So why did we get punished double? The, what's the theory behind that? I mean, to make it for the first time. I, I, I understand that that's one theory. That's one explanation. Uh, one explanation, but, but why being punished more than we deserve in that sense? Um, who says it's more than we deserve? Double doesn't mean more than we deserve. Uh, other commentators have said at least. That it's it's, more, double, it's than, more? Double means more than we deserve. Then why? I mean, maybe that, you know, it's written one of the explanations. And Pharaoh, why Pharaoh was punished? He did what Hashem told him. Because he did more than Hashem wanted. God said a little bit, and they did more. Mm-hmm. It could be that's the explanation. The enemies were enthusiastic more than they were supposed to. That's yeah, why they, they, they were, went beyond what that's they wanted. That's why they were punished later. Mm-hmm. Why did Jewish people get double if they don't deserve it? The only explanation that I can tell you is what I saw. What I'm God allowed so much and they went further. Could, no, yeah, no, but <laughs> I wanted to say why did Jewish people get it? Because God wanted to make it faster. Did we get a credit, so to speak, since we got punished double that we, we, we got no, a credit no, no, for the no, future? No, <laughs> we can't, we get the redemption faster. Mm-hmm. As I said, we instead of 400 years in, basically it's kind of asking the Jewish people, you want to see 400 years in exile? Or, to, or suffering more in 210 years to go out. Most of the Jews would say, do it first and let's get out. That's what it is. Then it's not necessarily more, it's just double up on the same punishment. Yeah, but after that reading of Lamentations, you'd think that the punishment would be over in a day. <laughs> it was. 
walls. They built a second temple. Lamentation was by the destruction of the first temple, right? 70 years later, they built a second temple. Then another 420 years with a temple. Was it all good years? Yeah. But God is trying to give the Jewish people another chance and another chance and another chance. But uh, yeah, I agree with you that we got too much suffering and we should, the all suffering should end. I'm on your side, not on God's side. I'm not God's lawyer. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> okay, page 1227. Go ahead. Listen, one calls. Prepare the way for God in the wilderness. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Okay, what does this mean? A voice. There is three voices there. Three kolot. Some people say it's like three messages. A voice is calling in the desert. Make a way for God, right? And prepare the way for God in the wilderness. Straight. Make a straight. Make it. Make straight. Make straight in the desert. A highway. Highway for God. Make a two expressions of making a clear way for God. Yeah. What does this mean? I think it also reflects on the when the Jews left Egypt. That the the Medrash tells us, Rashi tells us that the that the clouds of glory were going straight, were going and straightened the way. Everything was clear. Oh. That he says that he says here also when the redemption will come, will be a voice who will say, make a way for God. Why do we need to make a way for God? This is not for the refuge. And why for God? Why it's written here for God? Panu derech Hashem, make a week for God. Why for God? God comes with them. Oh! Finally, a chassidim. God goes with the Jews to exile. He's not sitting in his office and he sends the Jews to exile. God goes with the Jews to exile. Then when when we say, the prophet says, a voice is calling in the desert, make a way for God to go out of exile. God needs to go out of exile. God will be the first one who lead the Jewish people out of exile. He's in exile with the Jews. God suffers with the Jews in exile. You know, God revealed himself in a burning bush. Right? First time. All other times, God revealed himself to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to Moses in the future, to all the prophets. It was in their mind, right? Why do you need the burning bush? He couldn't come to Moses in his mind and tell him, Moshe, Moshe, go to the... What did the burning bush for? Actually, all the kind and the Talmud explains. Then what was the burning bush? What was the bush made of? Stones. God wanted to say that He suffers with the Jewish people. It's a, burning, it's a bush with stones. It's painful, and I too suffer with the Jewish people. He wanted to tell Moses, "I am not away, disconnected from you people, from the suffering." I'm there with them. God suffers with the Jews. Every tzore, bechol tzaratam, tzaratam is in the word tzore. Every tzore that the Jewish people have, loy tzore, it's his tzore. It is pain. God is hurting, you know, when you see your child is together a shot, and he cries and it's hurting him, it's hurting you more than it's hurting him. That's exactly, God is a loving parent. And because he's a loving parent, he's, 
the the the, the Jewish people is so ill is when the Jewish people suffer for whatever reason it is. Sometimes you have to give your child strong medication. You have no choice. That forbidding he needs to take a real thing in the hospital, and you see him suffering, and your heart breaks. But you know it's good for him. But while he's having it, he suffers with you. That nobody should ever think that God is disconnected. He doesn't care. Or he doesn't. He suffers with us. It's hurting him even more than us. So, so by that, can we extend that to say that God is in the diaspora with us? Absolutely. I mean, and, and He's estranged Absolutely. Himself from, from, from. He's exiled Himself. Sure, sure, sure. His years. Sure, 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 sure. Take it a little further. There is a story about the Baal Shem Tov. One of his disciples want, once came to him, told him, Rabbi, I want to make Aliyah to Israel. The Western world, the Holy Temple. Wasn't, he didn't want uh, to go to Masada for a vacation. He wanted the holiness of Israel. The Baal Shem Tov told him, okay, before we go, before it was Friday afternoon, come join me, you know, Hasidim go uh, before Shabbat to the Mikveh. Join me, we'll go to the Mikveh. Getting under the water, suddenly he sees a vision. He sees that he's in Israel, and it's, and he, and he's flying, he's getting closer, and he's in, he's in, um, he's, he's in Jerusalem, he's on the Temple Mount, he sees the, he sees the temple, and he's like flying, he gets in there, and deeper, and all the doors are open for him. And he's opening the Holy of Holies. And he sees the Ark of the Covenant, and he's opening the Ark. And there is no tablets. As we are the tablets. Here's a voice, the tablets are in Meshbush. Meshbush was the city of the Baal Shem Tov. Came out from the Mikveh, he didn't want to go to his house. God is where spirituality is. Absolutely. God went to exile. No question about it. We've got it symbolically in Ezekiel. The chariot, the divine chariot, picks up and literally moves with the people as they go into exile. And it's written uh, everywhere in the, in the prophets. It's written that God went to exile with the Jews. Absolutely. God went to exile. And the Rebbe was, when you were by the Rebbe, we didn't have any need to go to the Kotel. We had God in the side there. Absolutely, God is with us. God is sitting in the office in Tel Aviv and we're suffering. Well, wasn't, that, wasn't that pronounced when the Jews sinned and, and they wanted, and Moses begged God to not kill them all and I'll take you out? He said, I, I want you to, I want God to do the, the, the um, I won't take an angel, you know, I'll only settle for you. That's also, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. And in, in, in by the golden calf. So how does, um, if God is in exile with us and there are no more prophets, what enables us, what gives us direction of how to get out of that exile? What do you mean? Well, God is with us. God will take us out of exile. But he's in exile. Sure, no. So, uh, but... No, if he wouldn't be in exile, we would ask ourselves, are we going out ourselves? God is in exile. He will take us out from exile. Don't worry. He knows how to get out of exile. Just as to want, we need to convince them. That's only a, a little problem. We need to convince them to get out of exile. We need to help them to get out of exile. Let's put it this way. God is with his kids. 
קיצר טובי, נגזל גוזל, נגזל בדם. There is a Jewish law that says, you know, we know there is a city of refuge, right? It's written if a Jew killed somebody by mistake, goes to the city of refuge. Then if he goes to the city of refuge, his rabbi goes with him. And if the Jews went to the city of refuge, God goes with us. God is wherever we go, absolutely. Think of we would go by ourselves, we would never go anywhere. <laughs> God is with us. That's what it's all about. That's why we are still around. Because God is with us. Yeah, absolutely. God is here in Southern Isle. Right here. We don't have to go anywhere. I, I guess I was leading to the question is what series of events do we have to do to trigger God to help us get out of Israel? Oh, to get, to get out of Israel or to get out, out of, of exile? Of exile. Oh, I know, I know a few things. <laughs> like putting a film, a few other good things. We can, we can, we can convince them. But it's all of us together. That's, that's the point. And you know, even if you don't have the full redemption, every one of us has his personal redemption. A stronger connection with God. That's a personal redemption. And it doesn't mean if I, if I did a mitzvah, if I didn't bring the whole Jewish people to Jerusalem, I did nothing. I myself experiencing a level of redemption. Means a closer connection with God. What is exile? Exile is that the world is laying, is, is hanging heavy on you. You're, you know, your mind is a little vetched. It's like, a, like when you come back from a funeral, you're a little, you cannot think straight, you cannot. And coming out from all yourself to be able to see the bigger picture, to be able to be elevated, to feel uplifted, that's redemption. That's a little redemption. It's not a big redemption. I didn't go to Jerusalem. That's a little redemption. That's the Jerusalem that in everyone's out. Number four, every valley. Okay. Every valley will be lifted up and every mountain and hill made low. The crooked will become level and the rough places a plain. And God's glory will be revealed and all mankind will see it together for God's mouth has spoken it. The, the, the glory of God will be revealed. And every and all mankind, the language that the text says, not mankind, kol basar, every flesh will see together, will see it together, that God's mouth has spoken. It means to say the glory of God, God will be tangible. What is exile? Exile means we don't see God. We think I make it, you make it, the bad are running around and doing whatever they want, and the good are suffering. What's going on here? It's darkness. We don't realize God. When, 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 when the redemption will come, when Niklo Kvoid Hashem, the glory of God will be revealed. Everyone will be able to see it. Every flesh will be, will be tangible. Not have to, we'll not need somebody to prove that there is a God. We'll not have a discussion. Is there is a God? There is no God. You know, what is redemption? People say, oh, how do we know if Moshiach came or not? If I need to convince you that Moshiach came, that's problems. <laughs> you understand? If I need to tell you that Moshiach came, then, then Moshiach didn't come. Moshiach is something that everybody will know. Everybody will feel one way or another. How exactly does it make a difference? Miracles, not miracles. Everyone will be sure that like, there is day outside. It will be clear that Moshiach came. 
that we need to glorify Hashem. The glory of God will be revealed. Is most is most of um, Isaiah the only prophet that speaks this way? You know, like the Mashiach, and the, like about the. He's for sure one of the big so, ones. Yeah. Forty on though. Yeah, very, uh, <laughs> 40 on. 40 on. Yes, it's true. The, 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 the from chapter 40 and 40 on. Before that, it's, it's, a whole, it's a whole different story. Well, yes. chapter 11, we got Mashiach. So, yeah, but yeah. in general, it's right. Yeah. Chapter 2 is well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you want to say? Uh, I, I just had a question about this. The, so the Shekinah will be visible to people. Yes. Uh, how do we reconcile that with you cannot see my face and still live with Moses, but you can it's see not my a back? Yeah, go put it at one point lower. Okay. Um, it's you can see my backing and see no, my yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, how, yeah. how do we understand It's not that, a problem. Though. It's not a problem at all. Yeah. The Shekhinah will be visible doesn't mean that we will see something physical. Mm-hmm. It means we so, will see the awareness, will be an awareness of God. That's what mm-hmm. it means. Like somebody is in the room. How it could be? It could be with miracles. You know, when Antebi took mm-hmm. place, the raid in Antebi, the Rebbe said that from time to time God reveals his end. And you see God, that's the Jewish people, the Israel was so successful. It's beyond anything. Then 39 missiles from in the Persian Gulf War fell in Tel Aviv and nobody was killed. That was an open miracle. In that days in Israel, the glory of God was revealed. That was going on there. Anybody who, want, who was not putting, not covering his face with, with, a, with a sack, so God. God can never take away from us our evil and our choice. Even God reveals himself, you have to choose to see God. Look, there was ten plagues, right? Pharaoh saw God, he said that he had started to admit by the fourth and fifth and sixth, that's the end of God, right? Still was stubborn. What I mean to say is, God from time to time reveals his power, and on the Hudson uh, River, the plane landed, and nobody was uh, scratched. Mm-hmm. It's only up to us if we want to see the miracle or not. But sometimes, from time to time, God shows such a miracle that it's unbelievable. That will be, that, that will be when Moshiach will come. It doesn't mean that we'll see God. That Moses wanted to understand God. Moses wanted, tell me, show me your glory. Why? I mean, he wanted to understand. He wanted more than that. Here we're talking about the awareness of God. That is going to be clear. And, and this isn't just for for the people of, that are Jews. This is everybody. For everybody, if they want to, would, would... Everybody. We are in the business of redemption is not only Jews. We cannot only redeem ourselves and show and be happy. It doesn't work like this. We need that the world should recognize that there is God. Somebody asked me about uh, he's going some something big. What the message to give? I told them the first message is you have to somehow mention that there is God. People have to know that there is a God. Another once a lady told me she got a reward, she's giving a big speech. So they just say, just mention the word God. The number one thing that we have an obligation for the rest of the world is to remind them that there is a God. Thank God, God willing. You put it in many other ways, but people have to be reminded that there is a God. And here he's not talking about only reminding, it's about an awareness. It understand, if I have an awareness, and you have an awareness, and ISIS an awareness of God will not be ISIS. The moment will be an awareness of God, evil will cease from the world. Not because of miracles. Anybody who has an awareness of God doesn't, will not do evil. 
Many times, you see, people discover that they stole money from a synagogue, they gave the money back. They stole money from a person who was, was in Israel a few, a few years ago. Um, it was a family who lost a son in the war, in one of the wars. They went to Europe, they couldn't handle it, and came back. They walk in the house, something is wrong, everything is upside down. And they, have a, they have a room dedicated to their son, with, with his gone, with everything. They saw there are not. The guy said, I'm sorry that I touched your house. He starts to stealing. He walked into the room. He saw that it's a room of a son who, who died, and there was a plaque and this from the army. He left everything and he ran away. What really happened there? In one second, he had an awareness of God. The moment he had an awareness of God, he didn't want to steal. He will steal from a guy or, or from a family. That's exactly what needs to take place. If we will all have this awareness, automatically will not be done. And that's what he's talking about. Listen, number six is another voice. Call, call, call America. Listen, man say, shout. And he says, what shall I shout? Shout that mankind is grass, and its all beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades beneath God's breath. Surely, the people are like grass. The grass wither, the flower fades, but God's word will stand forever. Here he says, before he spoke about God coming out from exile, paving the way, spoke from God's side. Here he says, from the world side? What are you impressed with, with the rest of the world? They're like withering like grass. Today, I die, today a person is here, tomorrow is there. Who is forever? We don't even know nothing. The only thing that's forever, the word of God will be forever. God created the world in six days of creation with words. Whatever God says will stand up. It will not be revealed today, it will be revealed tomorrow. In 10 years, in 100 years, the word of God will, will, will prevail. Then the first voice says, it speaks on God's point. Everything will be will make a way for God. Here he says, don't be afraid from, 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 from flesh and blood, from human beings. It's nothing. They, will, they, they wither like, like a like flower. I mean, so many times there were things that the world was scared. Oh, if he will not, if Israel will not do this, the world is coming to an end. Who knows what's going to happen? And then in one day, I remember before the Russian immigrants, a big wave of Russian immigrants came to Israel. They said we have to give back the land and make two two state solution because the demographics will be more more uh, uh, Arabs than Jews. And God opens the doors of the gates of the former Soviet Union. A million Jews showed up. In one minute, everything changed. But all the talks forever were worth nothing. For years, people said, give back the Golan Knights because this will bring peace with Syria. No, nobody even dreams to even. Nobody wants even to be reminded that he was one of the guys who advised it. Mm -hmm. ISIS is there. Can you imagine if he wouldn't have? And so on and on, what does this mean? We think the world, the world is coming to an end. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's why you're getting so woke up. The world is nothing. It's the world of God. That's what counts. Everything could be changed in a minute. I mean, they, who would believe it will be uh, the spring, uh, um, Arab Spring, and then the whole, look, in the last few years, the whole world changed. Everything changed. Everything that we know changed. Who is on this side, there's a daughter side, there's no sides anymore. What I mean to say is that's what he's really saying. Nothing to be afraid of the world. 
of reality, of the physical world. Number nine, the third voice. Climb up on the high mountain, O Zion's heralds of good news. Lift up your voices with strength, O Jerusalem's heralds of good news. Lift them up, don't be afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, behold your God. He says, don't be afraid. Stand up in front and on top of Jerusalem on the big mountain and bring the good news. Here is your God. Continue. Number 10. Behold, God, the Lord is coming with might. His arm will rule for him. See, his reward is with him and his compensation before him. Like a shepherd, he will feed his flock. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom, gently leading those with young. Oh, here is a very powerful line, like a shepherd. Why is God compared to a shepherd? What is special about a shepherd? Not like a leader, a shepherd. Moses is compared like, to a shepherd, right? Why a shepherd? Shepherd is one who takes care of his flock, his family, his flocks. A flock. shepherd physically right. is flocks. Why is a shepherd more than a leader? Goes after every little lamb, but doesn't let any of the little. Number one, the flocks, the sheep, they don't, they don't, they don't question them. They don't ask him. Hey, we are going to take us. We take us. They go. Shepherd says, "Go." Everybody goes. The 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 sheep have a hundred percent trust in the shepherd, not ninety nine, a hundred. A leader, oh, says he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, everyone is a chacham. A shepherd means that he takes care of them a hundred percent. That they have trust in the shepherd. A million percent, not 99. And, and therefore, when he's got a shepherd, where well, we have trust in him, like a shepherd. He's not a dovey, Hashem Rohi, God is my shepherd. Why do we say this prayer? It's not God is my trust. God is my, there is many other expressions about God. Why this is so powerful? Hashem Rohi, if God is my shepherd, I should lack nothing. Because he's my shepherd, then I will lack nothing. Because the shepherd will take care of completely. Then it's like this. If I think that I'm a chochem, then God is also treating me like a chochem. You're a chochem. You're on your own, mister. Fine. It's like this. You know, when you're a little child, your parents take care of you. The moment you start to say, oh, I think this one. If my father says, you think different? Fine. Go rent your own apartment. Support yourself. And then you can think whatever you want. You don't need me. Fine. Good. I'm very honored that you grow up. Take care of yourself. That an adult child has to take care of himself. Cannot be expected to take care of his parents. If you're a child, your parents take care of you. The question is, what type of relationship you want to have with God? If you have children, and we don't question them, he takes care of us completely. Oh, we are adults. Oh, we are chochems. Fine. You have questions. You have opinions. Fine. Then do it yourself. A little bit. The same thing is here, like a shepherd, Hashem Roi, because God is my shepherd. For I am like a sheep. There is a line in the, in the, in the book of Psalms that says I am to you like, like, a, like, a, like an animal. I don't think for myself. I have complete trust. When you have complete trust in God, God will take care of you completely. It's a two-way road. It's a very hard level to reach. It doesn't mean you're stupid. 
Don't make your, 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 your calm. It means that you have come to the conclusion that you need to have the trust, complete trust in God. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It doesn't come from a weakness. It comes from strength. You reach such a level, that's the highest level in, in spirituality, in Judaism, is to have complete trust in God. When we are weak here, we don't have trust, we have fears, we worry. That weakness, a higher level of trust, this is something that, that's, that's the highest level to it's reach. Not, it's not intellectual. But it's, it could come from intellectual. Yeah. You come to the conclusion that you need to have trust in God. It doesn't come from, from being stupid. You understand what I'm saying? It's not coming from... But it's more than that. From, from, from weakness. That he says like a, like a shepherd... If he will, he will feel his, feed his flocks, he will gather the lamb in his, in his arms, he carries them, carrying them in his bosom, gently lending the dose with, with, uh, leading those with, with young. Means to say the, the one who are, uh, what means leading those with young? The babies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or the pregnant the ones? Pregnant. The pregnant one. Mm-hmm. Means God is carrying us like a shepherd, what type of a shepherd? Love, carrying that in his hand. Okay, now now it starts like a new thing. He's saying to the to the human being, "What are you afraid of the world? Who created all of this? How God created this amazing creation?" Number twelve. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, and measured off the heavens with a ruler, comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure, and weighed the mountains in scales? and the hills in a balance. Okay. Mm. Everything in the world is in a balance. Anybody who learned a little more um, science than me knows that the, if the world would be a little closer to the sun, the earth, everything would, 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 would be able to survive. The light, uh, the heat, be a little further. Be, that's why in other galaxies there is, no, there is nothing. There is no water, there is no life. This is just, 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 just. Then he says, who made it all so just, so perfect? Not a little here, not a little there. If a human being would be a little bit, if he lose a little water in one of our ears, it's, the whole balance is gone. He says, who did it, all of this? Continue number 13. Who has directed God's spirit or, in, or instructed him as his advisor? From whom did he take advice? Who instructed him? showing him the path of justice, teaching him knowledge, and showing him the way of understanding. Yeah, who taught, who taught God? Who is the teacher? Where is he? Where are you going to find him? There is the concept of consultation with angels. How do we understand that in relationship to this? <laughs> they take their orders from God. Mm-hmm. They're, they're programmed to think one way. Mm-hmm. No questions. Angels, first of all, is right. Angels mm-hmm. do not have free yeah. choice, number yeah. one. Obviously, that mm-hmm. the idea is that you know it's written that God consulted the angels if to create the world. He asked truth and kindness, should I create the world or not? Truth said, don't create the world because they're all liars. Kindness says, create the world. Give them uh, good people. They're good people. Create the world. What does this mean? That's the message says that God wanted to show humans they should take advice. They should make decisions on their own. Doesn't mean that physically God had angels that he asked him their advice, you understand? It's a metaphorical concept. God was asking the angels. It means he was he kind of told them what it's going to be. He was balancing out in his own 
But he didn't, obviously he didn't. He Gavriel, what do you think of Gavriel? Or Michael? But go ahead, continue. Behold, the nations are like a drop in a bucket, dust on the scales. Behold, the isles are like fine dust. Behold, the, the, the nations of the world are a drop in a bucket. Nothing. Like, like dust and scale. <laughs> Clean up the dust of the scale. Like the dust doesn't does make the scale. It doesn't ruin the scale. It doesn't make it heavier. That's how much the world is. We are impressed with the world. You're afraid of the world. The world says this. The world says this. So they say. Like a dust of the scale. If God doesn't want them, it will be like this. The world. The, the Babylonian were against Israel. And the Romans were against Israel. And who wasn't against Israel, against the Jewish people? No, so the same. By a Jew lives a little higher life. Come and tell him, you know, the world says this. It's not so, it's a croch. So they say, showing the Omzegizokht. That they said. That they said, fine. There's all going on, Olympics, and he's winning and he's losing. Instead of being influenced by the world, we have to influence the world. We decide something is right, you do it. And the world will come around. Because everybody, the majority, thinks like this. Majority doesn't make any difference, doesn't change one rule in Judaism. The majority says, oh, Christ, they want this, they want for gay marriage, whatever, whatever the issue should be. Nothing changes the law. There is the law, and that's it. And everybody should come around. And that's what he's really saying. Okay, all the, na uh, the nations. Go ahead. No, and Lebanon. Yeah, you go. I'm sorry. It's not sufficient fuel, nor it's beast enough to. For, I'm sorry, enough for burnt offerings. All the nations are like nothing before him. In his eyes, they are emptiness and vanity. All the nations are nothing for him. When a person wakes up in the morning and he understands that the whole world is nothing, he will, nothing do, he will not be afraid. He will have a different day. It doesn't mean he has nothing and therefore he has to throw everybody out of the, of the boss. Nothing, it means there's nothing to be afraid of. If he believes that something is right and he's doing the right thing, he should move on. Not to be influenced by what the world says and the world thinks. We are constantly influenced by by the trends. It's a new trend. It's a new thing. People think now every day everybody has to be wicked. Tomorrow they think everybody has to be. We are stronger than that. So when we gave away that land that we were talking about earlier, we the weren't paying idea. attention. The same idea, absolutely. Number 18. To whom then will you liken God? Or what likeness will you compare to him? Can you compare to God to anything? An idol? The craftsman casts it, the goldsmith overlays it with gold, and the silversmith casts for it silver chains. A tree is set apart. He chooses one that will not rot. He seeks a skillful craftsman to set up an image that will not be mover. Okay, let's stop right here. What is he saying here? Before he said, don't be afraid. First of all, he said, who created the world? If not God. Look how beautiful and how perfect the world is. How everything is right there. It's coming from God. Same thing, second thing he says, don't be afraid of the nations. Now he says, he speaks about idol worshiping. What is idol worshiping, he says? 
you are ordering a, a, a craftsman and you ask him he should do it from such wood that doesn't rot, he shouldn't be embarrassed later that your, that your God is falling apart. And you're comparing this to God? The Jewish people is to go to serve God and then serve idols. It's a comparison. It's a, something even to compare. What do you think? The Jews were so stupid. People were so stupid that they believe in idols that it's God. Why do why they worship idols? What's wrong with them? They don't argue with you. <laughs> with whatever you do, it's okay. <laughs> Very important point, what you say now. It's a God of your choice. I am God. It's a fiction. I am God. That's what it is. I can do whatever I want. But because I cannot do completely whatever I want, I create a certain religion in my mind that it works for me. As people say, you know, many times, I, uh, people tell me, my God cannot do the Holocaust. Okay, go to the store, order a God online, and you decide what God do for you. You're right. If God is in your image, fine. And I'm a nice guy. I would never do Holocaust. And God cannot do Holocaust. But if you are in God's image, then it's a whole different discussion. It's my God. You order him on, on, on Amazon? <laughs> I mean, it's your God. What is, what is the language of my God? God is God, and I have to adapt myself to him. And that's, that's what, that's in a, in a different version, that's idol worshiping. My God cannot do this. Or my God is doing this. <laughs> you, 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 you bought him in the store? What is this? I, you're right, you're asking for God, should be merciful, you should be kind, it should be everything good. But whatever God wants, that's what is going to happen. Then it continues even stronger. The next page. Right, right. What, what, what's that word at the end of that uh, 20? It says, that will not be mover? Is, is, is that a, just a typo? Or? An image that will not be moved. No, no. Moved, moved. Um, cannot be moved. That's just a typo, okay. Yes. It means to say the idol cannot be moved. Number 21. Do you, do you not know? Do you not hear? Have you not been told from the beginning? Haven't you understood from the foundations of the earth? You know what's written here? Do you not know? You really don't know? Do you didn't hear from you? From you? From somebody else if you didn't know yourself? Have you not been told from beginning from other generations? Didn't I tell you before? Or haven't you understood from the foundation of the earth? Basically, God is, the, the prophet says, are you so stupid? You really didn't know? You know, people don't say, oh, I really didn't know. Many times I want to tell people this. <laughs> you really, really didn't know? Or you just make yourself like you didn't know. I understand you didn't, you didn't internalize it. And many times I tell people, you know, uh, this is not the right thing to do. You know what they tell me then? I know it. Or the rather pretend like you don't know. Sometimes I have to really tell people very painful news. And they pretend they've been being insulted and I they never heard about it. After a long conversation, they say, you know, somebody told me that before. Ah, really? And what are you making to me a face like I, I broke the heaven on your head? <laughs> people know. And that's what the prophet says. Didn't you really know that? You never heard about it? Go ahead, number 22. 
He is the one who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent in which to dwell. Who says the inhabitants are like grasshoppers? Will we have this expression? Spies. By the spies. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting that Isaiah is using the same expression. Who brings princes to nothing and makes the judges of the earth like vanity. They are scarcely planted and scarcely sown. Their stock has barely taken root in the ground. When he blows on them, they wither, and the wind carries them away like a stubble. Like nothing, like cash. Cash is like a, like not a, what stubble? So like the chief. Grains of dirt. Stubble, like your, cut, your, cut your beard. Not much yeah. left, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little, yeah. <laughs> it's not exactly the translation in Hebrew, I think. Okay, cash, this one. So, um, cash is a... Uh, Chef, no, maybe? No, you know, when... when uh, yeah, what do you, what you put on the... You, to grow grass, what do you put on the floor? Sad. Sad, but... Uh, yeah, hey. that's what... Okay. Hey, yeah. exactly, that's cash. It flies, you know. You put the sad and then the wind comes and flows, and it flows away. Is that the away. part that separates from the wheat, the chaff? No, no, no. You know, or no? No. You said hey. 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 You're trying to that's go what it is. Exactly, it. yes. Put hey. Hey, that's what cash is. Okay. To whom then will you liken me, that I should be like him, says the Holy One? And me to the universe, who can I be compared to nothing? We cannot even, can we don't even image with, no, the moment, it goes much deeper than this in Hasidus discourse, the moment you try to describe God, you lost. The moment you say God is, you know, there is, in the spiritual world, in Kabbalah, speaks about four levels. Atzilut, Bria, Yetzirah, Asiya. The translation for it is Atzilus means what? How you translate Emana Atzilus? Emanation. Emanation? Yeah. Bria means a creation. creation Yetzirah is formation, and Asiya is action. action. Then there is many levels. That's in Kabbalah. Atzilus is emanation means it's, it's so close to God, it's like a part of God. And the story goes, there was to be a a teacher of Hasidus, a mentor in the yeshiva in, in Israel, many years ago, is to go into the, you know, in the yeshiva there is a whole, people learn Torah together, the boys learning. He's to come in, he used to ask the boys, what is Atzilas? What is emanation? What is exactly the word? And everybody tried to explain them, is to say, eh, it's There are 40 boys standing around them, and, he, and whatever they offer, no, no, no. Finally, he used to tell him, okay, Rebbe, tell us what Atzilas. He used to say, Atzilas! He used to leave. <laughs> he wanted to tell him, the moment you open your mouth, you're already wounded. Oh. There are certain things, for example, I love my child. Why you love him? Because he's cute. And if he wouldn't be cute? You love him anyhow. Because he's tall. If he'd be short? Because he's smart. If he'd be stupid? The moment you start to give an explanation why you love your child, you ruined it. You, you cheapened it. To explain God, God, the, by process, by God, you only understand by process of elimination is even more than that, and more than that, and not even this, and not even this. That's what says, admitted them, I cannot compare them. Now comes to the most important line. Go ahead. Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host by number, calling them all by name to the greatness of his might and the force of his power, 
no one is missing. Wow, wow, not one is missing. Oh, yeah. sorry. Not, not one, one is, is missing. missing. The first law is lift up your eyes and see who created this. In Hebrew, Seu, Marom, and Eichem. Now look at these three words in Hebrew and tell me what is the acronym, the first letters of three, three words, what it's making up. Seu, Marom, Eneichem. Look on the Hebrew side and try Shema. to make Shema. 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 Where is written Shema? Which portion? At Hanan. This week's portion. Every time there is a link between the portion and the Torah. It's right there. Seu, Marom, Eneichem. What does this mean? Lift up your eyes and see who created all this. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. There was a story. Once of the, one of the Chabad Rebbe's, the fifth Chabad Rebbe, had a, a Jew came to him, a Chosid, who was a wagon driver. I told the Rebbe, Rebbe, I waste my life to be a wagon driver. I'm so miserable. Such a, such a meaningless job. Now the Rebbe told him, I forgot his name, told him, he named him by his name, he told him, I envy you. You envy me? He says, yes. When you sit and you will sit, and you write, you can always fulfill this verse. Lift up your eyes and see who created this. You can see the sky. You can remember God every minute. He says, I cannot do it, I'm in a room. This man, he gave him a life, gave him a purpose. And 60 years later, when he retired already, in his house, he, he had his desk next to a big window. And he always sat there, he ate there, he walked there. He should always be able to fulfill what the Rebbe told him. That's the job of human beings, to lift up. That's why in the synagogue, there is there is big windows. That's the Jewish law, you have to have big windows. I know what the time is, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, there is, there, I have, we have time, I know, I have, a, I have a, a, a this, it's 8.56, that's okay, we have time. There, there, there we are, we are, God wants, we should lift up our eyes, that's why we look in a, in a, in a but I want to tell you one more point, I'm going to elaborate about the Chabbos. What is Shema? Translate Shema in English. Well, here, listen up. Here. 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 What is Seum See. See. The inside of Shema, what's behind the word here, is see. What's the difference between hearing and seeing? Not the expression seeing is believing? Full comprehension. Why? Full comprehension is not necessarily seeing. I can see things that I don't understand. I can hear things that I understand much better. Actually, there is where the two sides go. You hear something, I can give an explanation. Somebody give me a good explanation. Well, Describe me a picture good, I can explain it very well. If I would see it, I wouldn't understand what I'm seeing. But where is a more sureness? Where I'm more sure about that? See. Absolute. See when, you see it. We, uh, when I see. That there is hearing and there is seeing. I start my life, Shema. 
The journey is that in the Shema, dig a little deeper. What's the acronym? Seum Arom Eneichem, you should see God, not just hear God. In the, in, you know, Reuven and Shimon? Reuven means what? Reu. See. Shimon, Shema, here. Yeah. Seeing and hearing. In the Talmud, many paragraphs start with the word Toshma. Come and see. Come and hear. In the Zohar, it's Tochazi. Come and see. The Talmud, we understand better, but it's only hearing. The Zohar, we understand less, but it's seeing. You know what we want from Jews? What's it? Many Jews run around, they heard about God, yeah, they can give you good explanations, they give nice dvatoas, but they really feel that God is real? It's real? They heard about the... Seeing could be another Jew, a Hasidic Jew, who may not give you such good explanations, he don't know from nothing. But he, in his own heart, he knows that there is a God. Our generation, our parents gave us, to American Jews, our generation and older, the seeing. The young generation might hear better, but they don't have the same. That's where the problem is.